Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Radio 1360 KKTX, the uh, citizenship email coming up in just a few minutes. Blake is in the box. Blake and breakfast. I was running late this morning. I tried to get. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I, swung, I, I broke my tradition and mm. swung through McDonald's. I ordered on the app. I noticed the different colored bag. Yep. It, uh, the, the, I, and they charged me a buck fifty for my large Dr. Pepper on the app, and they're a big sign in the restaurant. All soft drinks, one dollar. So I got. Mm. Okay. I used the app and got stiffed fifty nine cents. Doctor Pepper. That's my coffee. Which it has no caffeine. Oh yes, it does. Doctor Pepper has caffeine. No, it doesn't. Okay, I'm going to Google that, but I know you're wrong. Yeah, I think you're wrong on that one. All right. Uh, Tyler Thorson is on the KKTS outline. He'll settle this for us. You were uh, in Waco. Yes, sir. Well. Oh, Dr. Pepper. <laughs> I get it. God, man, I had a stretch for that one. Uh, I don't know, but I do know you and I are fans of Diet Mountain Dew, and that has lots of caffeine. Yeah, if you're going to get caffeine, because I'm looking at the Dr. Pepper commercials, that Fanville thing, somebody should be killed for doing that. That is just <laughs> awful. It's a step below even that horrible guy, Larry, that walked around. Yeah. How does that appeal to anybody? I want to, I want to be associated with a doofus like Larry or this Fansville thing. It's evidently, somebody that works for the Dr. Pepper uh, uh, advertising agency has no concept of sports. Or they used take, to. They, they're, it's the worst way. Uh, they, they had Via Pepper too. Remember with David Naughton, oh, that guy that was American Werewolf yeah, in London. That was a bad one. Via Pepper too. That was a pretty good uh, campaign. No, but, uh, no it was. Yeah. Well, I, I, I would think I, I'm, I'm going to say I haven't Googled here. I'm just sitting here in my underwear well, while it, I watch my computer monitor. But uh, I haven't checked. I would say it has caffeine in it. It does. Well, I that uh, I want to know who that uh, the sweet one is appealing to. Oh yeah, as a whole. For a different day. Just think to yourself, who are they targeting in this spot? Never yes, mind. Prince, I think. All right. Yeah. So Dr. Pepper has 3.42 milligrams of caffeine per uh, ounce, while Mountain Dew has 4.5 milligrams of caffeine see? per uh, fluid ounce. And let's see what coffee yeah. has. So you go with Mountain Dew. I mean, I, I understand being me spoiled too. to Waco at the corner drugstore. By the way, <laughs> I, let me ask you something. Uh, Hummel gave me a book not too long ago. It's called A Hand on Your Shoulder. Have you ever heard of it? I, I, you were talking about that the other day. He, uh, I met with uh, Hummel and McKee over at McKee's house, and, and Hummel had a cool map 
of the Baffinary that he got, his dad got when they first came to uh, town in about 1961. Mm -hmm. And he's making us a copy of that. But but I'd heard something. He had another book, but it was a different one. It was about a guy that makes lures. Well, um, this guy made some lures, too. Uh, Stories about hunting, fishing, dogs, and the pursuit of life's dreams. Eddie Douglas, as told to Mike Price... Eddie Douglas lives in uh, Bay City, Texas with Jake, his black Labrador. Eddie and Jake go to his real estate office on weekdays where he attends the real estate development projects and enjoys a constant stream of friends who stop by for a chat. The, uh, through his uh, network of fishing friends, he's uh, kept up to date on where the bite is, and he goes fishing at every opportunity. Most evenings, Eddie is busy hand-making his famously effective lure, the ED Special. Yes, yes, that's exactly the book he was talking about. And I've, I've actually seen that lure. I took Hummel one time to mm-hmm. uh, fish a surfer for a while. That lure, you, you look at it, it sticks your fingers. Honest to God, that's the stickiest, sharpest lure I've ever seen. It looks like a, it's a stick bait. And mm-hmm. it was cool. It was really cool. Ask him when he comes in. It, it, I mean, that's the sharpest, sharpest hooks I've ever seen on any kind of fishing device. Well, and it's, it's got uh, three sets of trebles. Mm-hmm. And, and that uh, crippled minnow back. From, yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah, that's, that's cool. I'm going to read that book, too. <laughs> it's really interesting. I, You know, I sat down just to scan it, and the next thing I know, I'm going, wait a minute. Is that the last page? It's a short book, but. Yeah. Great story. No, he's a fast reader. Give him some credit, Blake. <laughs> well, yeah, there's another book called The Plugger, which is uh, was out about 15 years ago. About Rudy Greiger, Grieger, uh, guy that was had fished the Chandelier Islands in, in uh, Louisiana. That's a nice book too. Mm-hmm. Really, really good read. I got that one. If you want to borrow that one, I'll, All right. I'll, I'll lend it to you. Well, Sounds good. I'm reading this book. I'm thinking this is just like you know when Hummel and I go on a recon. Yeah, this is the same talk. I know that's what you, we're talking about, guys. Like you and I, or whoever, you and me and Hummel and uh, Doctor McKee talking about fishing and picking up a bingo lure at some bar in, in Refugio. Yeah, you know that's cool. Fun stuff. We're gonna have uh, to do that, by the way. We, we will have to go have lunch with him and uh, all right, check it out. What are you getting from uh, around the area? Well, uh, a lot of wind, yeah. and I was thinking, what are you gonna do with the wind? What you can do. Some of the guys like Joey Ferret. Uh, I'm sure they're going back behind, uh, you know, hiding behind the spoil islands and fishing live shrimp and. Getting some, I uh, know some of the guys are going to land cut too and getting black drum and a big assortment of uh, redfish, black drum, sheephead, whiting, uh, trout, all that kind of stuff. Uh, I would be going back behind those foil islands with that wind with some live shrimp. You know, if you really game, I would try the, you know, the soft plastics or gulps and whatnot. Uh, do that. And there's also a boat show going on, the, uh, the uh, Rock the Dock boat show in Aransas Pass at the Redfish uh, Bay Boathouse. That's going on. Starts at 1 o'clock today. Got a lot of vendors out there. Uh, last through Sunday. So if you have to, you know, want to go out there and you can't stand the wind, go, go check some boats out. That'd be fun. Um, I'm thinking the surf might be in play, uh, Sunday. I went out there to Bob Hall Pier to do my little weekend outlook thing. Man, the surf was big, but it was still green out there. I was surprised. It was like way past the tea heads rocking and rolling. Uh, but it, it looked pretty nice out there. Uh, at least the water color was nice, but the surf had been up to the dunes. So, uh, that's, that's what I'm thinking this weekend. There's there's folks catching fish, but it's um, you know it's going to be tough with that wind. On the uh, collar dot, I mean the um, uh, corpusfishing.com website. Are you getting any um, questions about the personnel changeover at the pens? 
they don't know that so much. I need to put that on my report, um, you know, because, uh, you know, with uh, Buzz leaving and Mark Spear leaving, that's that's the big one because Mark is so, he, you know, he's the uh, superintendent at that Palo Alto battlefield down south, too. So he's been wearing two hats, and he's like, I, you know, I think I'm done. Um, when he leaves, uh, you know, it, 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 he has a void as a crapshoot with who, who comes in. I know. And he's been... He's been the yeah. He, yes, you know, especially and Blake knows. Um, he's been the most helpful superintendent we've ever had. Um, does what he's going to do. Does what he says, and and uh, has his people help us out. And uh, you know, has been that gold, day gold time he's been there. that you and Blake and I went out and met with the superintendent. What was that? Thirteen years ago. It, I, I, probably. I was so angry. When we, when we left there, I could just bite holes in bricks. Yeah, and it takes a lot to get me mad, you know, because I'm like, get along with everybody. But I was like, that guy, what he said, that, that what, you know, I told you that the other day. I said, he said, uh, visiting the National Seashore is a privilege, privilege. not a right. And, yep. yeah, yeah, and I'm like going, I'll, I, I felt like grabbing him by the, by the collar and just throwing him out the door. Because it's like, it, yeah, probably it me is. Me too. His rights are guaranteed in the you know, yeah, Constitution. Well, I get that, but not... I mean, Texans and us think, "Hey, that's our beat." You, uh, what? SOB, well, uh. <laughs> and, and we rattled. I, we, being my office, uh, when I was elected to Congress, one of the first things I did was uh, rattle his cage on the fifteen mile an hour speed limit. Yes. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> we had I mean, the. the uh, I was telling Lago. I said, "You know that deal with the GLO land would have probably gone to the seashore had had." Uh, the super, former super, not been such a uh, butthead about stuff because yeah. it made me mad. I mean, everybody was mad. Like, you know what? The hell with them. They 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 let it. They wouldn't even let us go fishing. Uh, they said, "Well, the seashore is closed." Well, so the back part of the bay. You know, the the, out. the really cool part of that for me, anyway, was um, when I was talking about it the next day, and Jerry Patterson called. He said, "What in the world are you telling those people down there?" <laughs> yeah. And he said, wait a minute. Uh, and I told him, I said, he said, wait, he said that? I said, yeah. He said, it's a privilege. He said, well, what did you say? I said, it's the first time I've ever used the word preposterous in my life. But I was really angry that he could have that kind of attitude. He said, well, yeah. I, I'll just give him a call and remind him that uh, with a signature on a piece of paper, I can take that away from them. Yeah. That was true. That's part of the deal with them that we could take it back. Yeah, and uh, and if it, he's going to be that way, to, well, that's what <laughs> that's why you love Patterson. Yeah, to him that was like I, I don't know. It was like the president's job, wasn't it? Patterson. Yeah. Patterson was a great <clears throat> land commissioner. Yeah, he was. And not, nothing against uh, George P. Oh, please, no. He George P. is doing an. He struggled a little bit with Harvey. I'm not going to lie to yeah. you there. But he's done a decent job. The 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 I thing about the, with the Alamo too. Yes, big time. And the things that mm -hmm. they have said about that yeah. and Harvey yeah. are just not getting very close to the truth. Are you hearing anything though from the folks that you know have leases from the GLO for their fishing cabins or anything? Are they complaining about him? No, no. Yeah. And I know, and I know we're going to have to deal uh, with them. Quite a few people the, that that are involved with that. Yeah, and we're going to have to Again, deal with them of those, the oyster culture too. Yeah, I, I, what I see what's going to happen with that. Just 
just like I thought with the speckled uh, spotted sea trout work group when I was on that uh, 15 years ago, uh, there's always somebody going to say, you're going to take over my land. I, yeah. I won't be able to fish over there. You're going you're gonna to take my best spot and put a bunch of oysters on there, aren't you? Uh, no. And I don't no. think that's going to happen, but that's that's what you're going to hear the blowback. Sure. But it's not true, and the the more people know about it, the the funding, uh, I looked it up yesterday. I've been following it all week. You looked that up yesterday. The, yeah, the authorization the, language, yeah. Yeah, so it's... Todd Hunter's bill. So it's uh, uh, it's in the yes box? Yeah, it, 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 so it's passed the House, and it's gotten through committee on Senate and recommended for the local and consent agenda, which generally means it's going to pass. Yeah, I didn't know that part until you mentioned that yesterday, Blake. I thought it already had been gotten a, the green light from the way it looked in the, the last uh, news story. I, I saw right, it. so pass the House. We've got to pass the Senate, too. Yeah, yeah. And, well, not get vetoed by Abbott, which I was, uh, even Googling, he's not that stupid. I was uh, looking up some uh, history on this kind of, you know, oyster. Mariculture, uh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, Virginia is the latest state that uh, has gone through it. They had the same kind of rules that we did, and they changed it. And you can uh, follow along, and the, the story starts making a lot more sense when you know um, the direction it's going. <clears throat> I'll I'll try to send it to you or put the link. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, you know, the, I, I think the oysters we have here are called Virginicus something or other. I, I can't, uh, the name escapes me, the Eastern Oyster. Yeah. Uh, it's called... Something Virginicus. I'll have to get my last. Actually, there's several out, varieties. Yeah. I've got a book of Texas oysters. I'll you do? <laughs> okay. bring it up here. Yeah, and, and that, you know, you see the, the ones like you go to some old uh, creeks up like in Waco, and you'll find oysters bigger than your arm. You know, the shells. They, yeah. they, they, they they can grow as until the, until something eats them. Uh, but that's cool. So yeah, I, yeah. I am all well, you know. I'm all about oysters, I, raw, cooked, fried, whatever. I don't want to eat an oyster that's been around that long. It's just, you know, it's, just, it's filtered too much bad stuff, yeah, right? Way, way too much. But I, I, I would bet you, and and this goes to his uh, his diligence and um, the way he works. I bet you Brad Lomax can name all eight of the oyster types. In Crasso, Strea, Virginica. Who's the man? Thank I bet you. you. All right. Thank you, Tyler. <laughs> Thanks to you guys. Bye. Radio 1360, KKTN. Lago here. This is, uh, I doubt if it'll offend anybody in this uh, listening area. This is pretty much the way you think anyway. But a friend of mine put it into words. Um, my friend Steve Van Matry got me involved in quite a few. Go uh, let Hummel in. Roger. Uh, uh, got me involved in the citizenship things that they would have a lot of people taking the oath. Um, Lago, uh, well, we did it. I drove down to the Dallas Fort Worth Metroplex. Tomorrow morning, I'll take the oath of allegiance and become a citizen of the United States of America. Boy, remember the journey to get here? I think when I first uh, became eligible to apply, I'd just gotten my permanent residence permit or the green card. 
I was in the throes of uh, you know a nasty injury, uh, and uh, took up a lot of time and attention for several years. Worked to rebuild, get back on my feet, and applying for citizenship sort of took a back seat. Um, but in 2009, when I married Diane, she encouraged me to pursue the matter, like uh, you and she did uh, so many times over meatloaf and mashed potatoes, which is just about as American a dish as you could serve. So um, when I filed the application, I was advised that the process would take a long time, years rather than months, due to a backlog of applications. I resigned myself to a long wait. took more than a year before my interview came up where I was uh, tested on my knowledge of U.S. civics and other manners. Uh, In the interim, a new system had been put into operation. When I passed the interview, I was advised that my naturalization ceremony would take place about a week later. I thought that was wonderful news. Becoming a uh, U.S. citizen, I think, is a solemn and moving moment, especially for me. I take the oath of allegiance very seriously. I've already sworn part of it when taking the oath of federal law enforcement uh, well over a decade ago. The citizenship ceremony will add to that uh, any of the uh, previous loyalties in a sense. It'll be final, formal, legal, and official. Severing my ties to South Africa where I'd spent almost two-thirds of my life. Over the past few days, Ever since learning that U.S. citizenship was imminent, I found myself haunted by the memories of my friends in South Africa who did not survive the terrible civil conflict that led to the democracy of that country in 1994. I think that perhaps you could be more dedicated citizen of the USA if you come from the outside like I did. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Jumping through all the legal and administrative hoops, having to earn the right 
to be assimilated into a new country and a new culture rather than born to it. I've tried hard to assimilate already, as you know. I don't want to hold on to uh, past loyalties and be what Theodore Roosevelt would have called a hyphenated American. Remember that speech? Speech to the uh, Knights of Columbus? There's no room in this country for hyphenated Americanism. And it was a great speech. And here we got a guy that for four days has been a United States citizen. And he's already quoting American presidents. Anyway, he went on to write more about Theodore and uh, how hyphenated Americanism has no place here. Yabbada, yabbada. And he ends it with this. That is the kind of American I shall strive to be. Thank you. Especially for welcoming me to your country and adopting me into your national family. This is a very proud and special day for me. KKTX. Blake's in the box. Mike, I'm going to just walk in. Neil Stewart's on the KKTX outline. Hey, I, I saw a thing the other day since uh, you sent me this uh, note about fire ants. Um, and, and it was a uh, it was a slow, it was one of those time-lapse things. And um, it was from above a yard and it showed uh, animal and <clears throat> human footprints that had been, you know, laid out during the day. And then they had another um, photo about a month later. All that place where it had been uh, walked on was dead. I mean, the the pattern was exactly the same. And it was uh, tracking fungus around your yard. Do what? Yeah. Yeah. It'll do it. That's a... That's an amazing thing, isn't it? I mean, you, you really very is. rarely think about it. And some of that stuff's being done against, uh, you know, without your knowledge. But uh, yeah. you're not going to have to wonder, though, if you uh, stand <laughs> in the wrong place and fire ants uh, get on you. Holy mackerel. No, no, I'm afraid not. They're, you know, they're not from here. They're not native to this area. You well, know, I, I haven't seen an ag report that's saying that they are particularly bad this year. You know, I have not seen one either, but with all the rains, we've had some pretty decent rains this spring, and usually that brings them out. And I don't know, if, have you ever been in, into a, a, you know, seen a little flooded area or a, a slow-moving creek or something that that the ants 
have made a big a ball or a big yeah yeah rack. sure man man that is something, something to say else. I think they're That's more why in- you don't want to go swimming in a flood yeah I I think they're more ants than usual I've I've got three different species of ants in your house floating around my house I've got I got a carpenter ant problem that I've got to deal oh. with and then I've got some medium size ants and then I saw today uh, some little uh, sugar ants on my ones? porch the yeah. little red sugar ants so I those, those are hard to get rid of too and the carpenter ants are what bother me i've got to get up and get, make sure none of my trees are touching my roof they they tell me that's how they get into the house is they come up a tree uh, onto your roof and find a way to get into your house yep that's exactly right used to be able, used to be able to get uh chlordane you remember chlordane that was back in the day of course but not not quite as bad as ddt but it was pretty stout stuff you put my dad used to put uh chlordane around the house you know you could put that stuff around a a hundred and fifty year old house and you would never see another termite and anything. <laughs> it would absolutely keep them off. They'd keep everything yeah, else. And I lost it and I lost a palm tree this month to the to oh. those bugs again because nobody's doing the uh injections in them anymore. I can't I find anybody to do it. And yeah. I, I the the palm tree outside my back door is just about dead. I'm it broke my heart. I noticed it about Two weeks ago, and and then it 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 went in just almost two weeks. It's almost completely dead. Well, you know that that particular tree may be your culprit with those carpenter ants. So, well, any of those any of those ash trees he's got out there, they're all the 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 last one was hollow on the inside, and water started squirting out uh, from a missing uh, branch uh, hole about nine feet up. Water line had broken and went up the hollow tree, and I'm standing there looking at it, and I'm thinking, this is a really nice fountain, Blake. <laughs> I, holy mackerel. And then he had to have somebody cover up. But they're in those uh, oh, uh, those ash trees. Yeah, yeah uh, they are. The carpenter ants. No, I've, yep. That stuff's like chewing gum. No, it's time to get a tree person back out to my, uh, back out yeah. to my house. And Jerry, did he retire? He's hard to find. All right. Uh, Neil recommends orthene powder for uh, fire ants, but that'll kill all the other kind of ants, too, won't it? That'll kill, that will kill all the other kind of ants. The, uh, but the fire ants, especially, you know, think, oh, it, it comes in a, in a powder form. Yeah, but do you have to find the hill? Um, they carry yes, that stuff yes, back to yeah, the hill. Uh, all well, right. No, this, this particular stuff, you don't. It's, it's a different animal. The, the orthene powder, you do have to kind of sprinkle it on the hill if you can find it. But and it kills them overnight. I mean, it doesn't make them move. It kills them overnight. So there's some other things that you can put down and they'll move to your neighbor's yard or, or if your neighbor puts it on there and moves to your yard. You know, but this, this orthene powder works. I mean, it, you, but you can make it in that, that uh, dilution, that powder into a spray and put it on a hose-in sprayer and spray your lawn with it. Now, Blake, you'd have an issue with that. Your well, yard is so high big, yield has a uh, granular. What is it? Five pound bag. Yeah, just uh, it kills uh, outdoor insects. I, I usually use that around the um, slab because I I just soon turn them back at the weep holes. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, they get inside so that, the wall. That works. That works really well. I don't, I don't 
reason I don't like using uh, the, the stuff that's going to stick around a while because I, I like those green lizards, and they will have an effect on the green those little lizards. But the uh, besides the ants, okay. But, but the but the, but it does work, and it does keep the ants, keep the roaches, keep the critters out. Uh, the the tree that Blake's talking about that died. I mean, it's going to harvest roaches, uh, silverfish. No, I got uh, it out. Yeah, you, you name it, it, it does. It, it, yeah, you got to get those dead palm trees out as fast as possible because they will. It's like a big old nest of every critter out there. So it's uh, and that one's right by my house. Yeah. All right. Well, there goes several hundred dollars. <laughs> when are you in town yeah. next, uh, Neil? I'll be, I was in town last week uh, for a couple of days, but I'll be back. I'll be back in the end of the week. All right. Next week, I'm sorry. Well, be sure and uh, call me, and uh, let's go to town and country or something. That sounds like a winner. We'll All do right. that. Hey, the only one thing I'll tell you real quick is more fun is getting boiling water poured on an ant bed. That makes you feel good, and and it works. <laughs> yeah, I, I knew that. That just you got to add heavy pour boiling <laughs> water on it. Gets the it's the most environmentally friendly way to kill ants. It is. It is. I'm going to throw that in there before we go, but it hurts. All right. I appreciate it, Neil. Thanks. All right, but hey, you guys have a great weekend. You too. 560-5589-560-KKTX. Your trees okay, Hummel? Did you feed them? I didn't feed them, but they're fine. Oh, okay. You don't believe in feeding them? Well, if they looked like they needed something, I'd be... More than happy to do it. I thought I was going to lose one of my crepe myrtle trees. It it stunted. Yeah, mine did too. It came back. I thought it was dead. Yeah. Well, I have three, you know, right there on the patio and the one on the outside stunted. I thought, okay, what did I do here? I um, got one of those uh, deep root feeders and uh, poured some uh, of that Thrive and some fertilizer uh, through it. It didn't cure it all, but some of it's come back. That's a really a strange thing. I took that out to the extension surface. Tell me what this is, because you know great myrtles pretty much grow anywhere. But wow, just a and and it looked almost like um, oak moth. Uh, you know those oak the balls the oak trees get on them. Oh yeah, a smaller version of that. Roundish with spiky looking things come in. But that's the new. Um, that's the new. Uh, Is it a parasite? Does no. it live off the tree? No, it's the way the foliage is coming out. It's, oh. just, it come, it's like the DNA went through radiation or something. <laughs> and mutation? Producing, yeah. And it's producing. Uh, what's the uh, movie that's out? Avengers? What? Yeah, the Avengers. It's producing Avenger trees. <laughs> News Radio 1360 KKTX mid 80s for a high today more wind and we might get some uh, on and off rain this morning pretty good chance of it yeah and threats of the weekend. Mike Hummel in the box with uh, Blake Farenthold. And there was a 
uh, Blake and I talked a bit about this yesterday. Since Hummel was on the council with some of the people that uh, we were thinking about, who, if anyone, is going to challenge Joe McComb for the uh, mayor spot, um, or if there's anybody on council, the usual suspects, um, Mark Scott, Brent Chesney, do they come to mind first? Uh, you know, Mike was on the uh, council, but my take is Mark has kind of stepped back from politics and is happy with where he is. I think Chesney would be foolish to give up a county commissioner job that pays over $100,000 in the range of $100,000 a year for a city council or for a mayor's job well, that doesn't pay squat. Chesney is a lot of things, but not foolish. Yeah. yeah. I, I I don't think you know, they're parentally the people you think of that have always wanted to be mayor of Corpus Christi, but I think they've moved on in their lives. I think the mayor himself mentioned Paulette Guajardo as a as a threat, as not as a threat, but as a potential uh, opponent. Well, that's uh, a threat, isn't it? If you look at the world politically, or anybody running against you is a, is a threat. But I don't think Macomb. <clears throat> has burned any bridges where he would lose the support that he had. The question is, can Paulette make herself more appealing than Joe? And people tend to, if things aren't going wrong, they tend to keep the incumbent. I'd well, say that's a fair analysis. Yeah, but we throw around potholes like Joe went around in the middle of the night and created them. I think people are so used to those in this town that th- those have been an issue for 20 years, and nobody seems to be able to uh, get a get a hold on it. Yeah, I mean, w- Hummel is the one that really is the only one that's addressed it well with his commercial with him going out with a pickup truck and a shovel. I mean, that, that's, that. a, that's the most work that's been done on potholes in this city that I can remember is Hummel going out there and fixing them himself. And that was some really hot asphalt. <laughs> but we uh, am I un- operating under a new premise? Is it me that have I shifted uh, my expectations? Expectations are really a not a good thing for you to have of other people be- because you just don't have their movie script. And uh, uh, I... The the pothole problem is getting solved as they can fix it. That's about – have I, I sold out? I know. I mean, we've got a problem with our soil that just generates potholes. We're experimenting, obviously, you can see, with some – uh, concrete streets instead of asphalt, but anybody who has a slab foundation knows concrete isn't the perfect answer either. So it's a it's a technological or physics problem too. Okay, I can just say, don't move to Corpus Christi. They have shifting soil. They're clay. They ruin your house. Move here no, instead. No, get you, you get a pier and beam foundation. Well, you're still going to get wall movement on pier and beam foundation. Go ahead, Homer. You can make roads that don't deteriorate so quick. Costs a little bit more money, and for some reason, I don't think we've ever adjusted the standards. I hear talk about it, but it just never happens. But, mm-hmm. you know, drive down in his Jocelyn sometime. Mm-hmm. 
There's nothing wrong with that road. No, nope. state built that, not the city. It's a TxDOT road. Yeah. That's right. And, you know, they're, they're putting an overlay on Saratoga right now. Well, um, Waldron Road, same thing. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of those roads, a lot of those roads, uh, Rodfield included, you know, those were built by the military. That's why they're all concrete, but they last forever. And those roads have been there a long time. There was a section of uh, that uh, Flower Bluff Drive that sunk. They had to close it off for a while. They called uh, Jim Lavelle with Eurotech. He, they went over and raised that uh, part of the uh, road. And it, I, I watched them do that. It was pretty interesting. I'll bet it was. But you're right. The concrete doesn't – weren't you on council when – uh, who was it from – was it somebody from – it was Dennis Barry. I mean, uh, Dennis uh, – he did a, um, a presentation on asphalt. And oh, glass, asphalt. recycling yeah. glass, glass fault. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Do the – and we opt out by going with not the concrete because it's too expensive. Well, they're doing, like Blake said, quite a few of the roads that have been done, you know, Costoris and Staples and big stretches of some of the major roads. They've done they've done in concrete. Time will tell. Yeah. I don't think that sits well with the uh, voters when you say that to them. Sounds like some kind of payback. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.